Hello and welcome, uh, dear ladies and dear gentlemen, to the latest episode of Gamepathy Podcast. And if you're watching it on uh, the YouTube channel RPG Coaching, greetings to you. My name is Lori, I'm the host, and today I have a really special guest here uh, from over the seas, from the US of A, Asia, Ergen Leiden. Uh, she is a family coach and a mindfulness and a spiritual coach, helping families uh with with children and we were talking about what does it mean what does spirituality mean in families and what does mindfulness means in families and thank you so much asia to to accepting uh this invite from me yeah thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here so just you know to get introduced to to the audience just tell me a bit about yourself who you are what you, you are doing and how did you end up you know coaching families Yeah. So um, I was a special education teacher in Philadelphia for seven years. And throughout that time, uh, I noticed that a lot of parents weren't getting the support they needed for their children with special needs. And um, there was one day when a parent was just really having a hard time. And I said to her, what if I come help you at your house? And her whole face lit up. She was so excited. And I started going to her house once a week and, and supporting her in her home. And so then I started coaching parents and it's been wonderful. Um, and a lot of my coaching is, um, it is a marriage of two things. It's a marriage of mindfulness intergenerationally for the child and the parent and basic techniques and strategies that you can use with your child, um, like on the ground day to day in the hustle and bustle. That's so cool. Uh, so basically it came out as, as a, not as an inner calling, but from, from a need from somebody else that you, you know, help them with, with this, you know, true purpose. And I always do love those kind of stories. Like I met also coaches from all over the world uh, who are also helping families, kids, uh, different ages. And it's so, so awesome to see that, that we are, we, we, we are so many because definitely. Yeah. Parents, and, it's, and, and it's awesome also when, when people ask you for a need and then you start doing it and you're like, Oh, this feels so right. And it feels so aligned with me. Um, so it felt like I wasn't looking for it, but it found me and that was the right thing. The true purpose. That's so cool. Yeah. So tell me, what yeah. does mindfulness mean to you in that, in that sense? So mindfulness generally is, is the ability to witness yourself. So in a situation with a child, um, it could be, you know, a child does something you don't like and, and being able to witness, oh, I just yelled at them instead of reacting from your reptilian lower brain, which is like your responses to fight, flight, or freeze. Um, the, to be mindful, we want to use our higher brain, our frontal cortex, which is our decision-making and our problem-solving. So being mindful is the ability to witness what is happening as if it was a storm going by. And that's not to say that you don't have emotions. You do have emotions. You have to have emotions. You're a human person. Um, but to be able to not react to those emotions immediately and to be able to um, find a center and make a choice about your response as opposed to just responding. Right. Or reacting. Be, be present in the present. Be there for. Yeah. And, and be, you know, um, be educated enough to to realize yourself basically 
in that mm, sense. Yes. Yes. <coughs> and and also being a parent is like the most important job in the world, right? You're like creating humans and so you are modeling the behavior. You're modeling to be mindful and to be understanding and empath empathetic and all of those things that that we want for our world to be better. We all want our world to be kinder and nicer and all of those things and that requires people to be mindful. Yeah, and and conscious as well on on those things but yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I experienced also with my clients that the behavior patterns, parenting patterns are, are coming from our own past experiences, like how we were raised, oh, yeah. right? Sometimes oh, yeah. I also do feel that uh, if I'm not conscious in that moment, I'm talking like my mom or my dad were talking back then, yeah. right? That's how you know that you're that you're not present because you're all of a sudden you hear your parents' voice coming out of your mouth and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's a reaction. That's like a pattern that is embedded in your brain, embedded in your consciousness of the way that something needs to be reacted to. But you can reprogram that for yourself. It exactly. takes work, but you exactly. can. Absolutely. So how do you start working with the parents on this? So I work with parents in a three-month program and generally I meet with the parents twice a month and I meet with the child once a month and we do the basics of mindfulness. So we talk about what mindfulness is and all of those things and at the same time half of the session is about being mindful with yourself and the other half is implementing strategies that you might use um, in a temper tantrum or in a difficult situation with a teenager of like actual things that you can use and do with your child um, to help calm them down. So basically what I do is I take mindfulness for the parents and make it inter intergenerational. So teach them how to be mindful for themselves and how to teach their children mindfulness. That's so cool. Uh, and it's like, you, because because we we were also talking about spirituality yeah. in 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 a way, like in our in our conversations before yeah. and how does spirituality come into into all this into into your into your work with with parents and with families yeah so one of the main things that drives parents reacting from patterns and from um non-conscious places is fear and fear um is you know is a low vibration it's like not it's not a helpful thing all the time we're not being chased by lions anymore but our bodies don't know the difference but when you pull in this consciousness you pull in this connection to source or divine or god or whatever you want to call it 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 opens you up to to be moving with love to trust that the universe is supporting you, to trust that whatever happens, it will be okay, to trust, it, it moves you into a place of love instead of fear when you're able to parent from a spiritual place because you know that the universe is going to support you. And that does not mean that things won't be hard and there won't be deaths and sicknesses and all of those things. That's part of the human experience. but taking those as lessons and using them as as gifts even if they're hard is a very spiritual process and it requires you to have a certain kind of faith in the universe um, or in god or whatever you want to call it 
So doing practices like meditation um, or yoga or any of those kinds of things really helps me anyway get a connection to my own body to my own divinity which allows me to connect to the universe and trust myself and trust um the experiences that are happening to me mm -hmm. right um here, here is a tough one like let's yeah. say somebody uh somebody asking you for help obviously and mm -hmm. let's play the game of imagination with me like it's it's so to speak a normal family of okay. course i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here we do have a mom and we do have a dad and we do have one or two children right okay what if the mom is really open to work with you and uh, it's all really open that she is also experiencing spirituality in a sense but what if the dad is on you know the track on of denial like it's nonsense it's bullshit i don't want to do this whatever whatever etc etc yeah so this is common actually um <laughs> that the <laughs> that the parents are not on the same page and that's okay the part of a marriage is to to bring each other towards the same page while also like being open to other perspectives so in a situation like that um i might use the word mindfulness more than consciousness and spirituality and also be be i'm not going to push i'm not going to push in a way that is uncomfortable i'm going to provide the information i'm going to say you signed up for this and you are you ready are you ready to try something new because what you're doing isn't working and that's the main thing of like when parents are um unwilling to to see that what is happening isn't working um then there's there can't be any change there can be no movement because they are like stuck that it's there's not a problem but once a parent is able to see that okay there is a problem maybe i don't agree with all of the woo woo spirituality but i'm willing to take one step into mindfulness i'm willing to take one step and and often after they take that one step they see changes and they feel different and and that doesn't mean they feel different the whole time i definitely have parents who have harder days and easier days you know just as anybody but yeah. uh it just takes it takes a person to take one step into being more open they don't have to now meditate every day and and all those things they just have to be aware of themselves absolutely. which is hard for a lot of people absolutely in order to accept the world first we need to accept ourselves and in order to trigger changes first we need to accept who we are and where are we right it, now right and it's really hard when you have been raised for 30 or 40 years oh, yeah. with the same programming over and over and over again it's not i you know i don't i don't blame parents who who are in a certain mindset because that's how they how they were grown that's how they were raised but the thing that happens is that at some point it becomes your decision as the grown up are you going to keep this pattern that made you feel bad that where where you need control over connection do you need to keep that or do you want to step up and try to change that dynamic right right i just <clears throat> when you just said it i i remembered like one uh, one time my grandma uh was telling me a tale like she needed to call her dad sir 
and her mom, uh, ma'am. Yeah. In, in that sense, and it's so like weird. It was so weird from 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 my point of view. Like, and and I was I was questioning that. Like, do did you had a good childhood? Like, yeah. Like, how was it? Expecting from your own spawn basically to call you as an authority figure, like sir or ma'am or yes sir or yes ma'am, and it's for me it's just so weird and and so unacceptable, basically. Yeah, and it's and it's this thing of of parents feel like they need to be in control of their children all of the time when the reality is is you're never in control of anybody and that can be really scary and move you into fear which is why parents react like they need control right. but the reality is is you don't have control over anything unfortunately that's the truth um but being able to um you know our parents were raised that way our parents were raised like you know you toughen up you work through your pain you swallow your feelings all of those things and and it's really hindered that generation i think to be able to to be able to feel themselves and connect to themselves and and be able to raise the next generation you know yeah yeah it's so hard to break that circle that that yeah. parenting pattern circle and it's, I, don't, I don't say that there aren't any good parenting patterns from the past because definitely there are some which, you know, <clears throat> we as our legacy, we can, you know, uh, give give to our children. Absolutely. I'm, I'm also just saying, just as you like, we have to be conscious in our parenting that some of the old parenting patterns are not working anymore. And especially... 2020 when 2020 hit hard and it's i just i was also just in a call uh with a coach from canada mm. and we were talking except uh, exactly about this like 2020 was a game changer for yeah. everyone not only for the ceos not only for the managers not only for the schools not only for for, for the rich for the poor for everyone we need to adapt. We have to adapt. The question well, it is, also made us. Yeah, made us. Yeah. It made us have to sit with ourselves and not be able to talk to people and feel our feelings. <laughs> exactly. It forced us. We need yeah. to adapt and we have to be conscious about it. This is also what, what I what I also used to tell you. You have to be conscious, like taking away uh, from my point of view, taking away, you know, the kid's phone where he or she can, you know, uh, get contact with his or her friends because lockdown is it's not a myth, it's happening. You cannot, cannot go out there, cannot play with your friends, taking away that one thing with which that, that child can keep contact, with which the child is, has an emotional contact with his phone, right? It doesn't solve the problem. It just, you know, elevates it. And that's that's another that's a, the same thing of like using control. And yeah. and there are lots of rituals and and parenting things passed down through generations that are lovely and beautiful and wonderful and rich that should be saved and cherished. And 
as a grown-up person who has a child, you should be making a conscious choice about which ones you are choosing and not just repeating them. Um, but for taking away a phone like that, the reality is, is that children are kind of like, like prisoners. I mean, not our children are not prisoners, but they don't have control over their own environment. They don't have control over what they're eating or any of those things because the parent is responsible for making all of those choices. Right. And like you said, taking away a phone right now, especially is like solitary confinement. It's like you're by yourself and it's not going to, it's not going to create any good connections. It's not going to create anything that's going to help them uh, build their self-esteem, especially right now. Exactly. Um, and, and with all this said, like they're, whether you grew up with a parent having to call them sir or ma'am or you were spanked or whatever happened to you, life is full of joy. Like for every person, there is our joyous moments and beautiful things that happen. And no matter what kind of trauma or horrible things you have gone through, it is partnered with moments of bliss and joy and beauty and learning. And I, I think that's really important to tell parents that like, it's okay if you mess up, you're gonna mess up, you're gonna lose your temper, you're gonna do something that you're gonna feel guilty about afterwards. And remind them that kids are, are resilient and malleable and that there is joy even when there is suffering and hardship. Yeah, as you're, you're so right. You're so right with, with this actually. Like, uh, I'm also used to say that that our children are teaching us so many things. We just need to be, you know, go with open eyes and open mind. Like yeah. the, the resilience, the love, the, you know, the <clears throat> unconditional love which, which we get from our children, especially what, what I experienced with, with my daughter, young age, like she's four. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> she, she's coming soon. So probably she, she will, you know, jump in to say hi, or at least scream into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because, um, it's it's not that we are we are we are ju judging the children, but for instance, we're judging uh, judging the, the the action. And it was like on my previous uh, series of that talk when I um, talked with with Carlo uh, Kincarini. He is a coach from Australia, and we were oh. talking about um, uh, quantum parenting, which is also sort of kind mm. of mindfulness in, in yeah. that sense. And and uh, we were totally agreeing it like if because he's he has also um, a three year old three and a half year old son or daughter I don't know sorry Carlo if you're listening or watching this sorry I forgot <laughs> but we we are the dads sharing the same struggles here right, right. and uh, just also maybe it will help your audience in in a sense like not judging the ch child's behavior but judging the action right definitely that is also one of the steps like for instance we, we went with with the with the example of um throwing pasta on the floor okay <laughs> right so it's it's not like uh you're a bad kid because threw pasta on the floor it's just pasta doesn't belong on the floor it belongs you know on mm -hmm. on, on on our table because we exactly. need to eat it. And just, just like realizing with the age of four, 
uh, they are starting to develop, you know, personality types. Of course, they are uh, uh, um, <clears throat> copying our behavior or, or personality traits as well. But I always love to see when when we have have that kind of this like, why did you do that? Yeah. Mm. Why did you throw pasta on the floor? You're, you're not a bad girl, right? I always, you know, just just reassuring that you, you are not bad. The action was bad because we don't throw things on the floor, especially not food, right? And I see on on her like like she, you know, the 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 cogwheels are turning in in, in her 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 yeah. head, and just, <laughs> she, she's just trying to to to. Uh, to process the data and and she yeah. was like sorry it's okay it's completely okay to do mistakes and i always tell her it's it's okay you messed up yeah. now but you know please next time don't think, pasta on the floor yeah right and i think we don't realize how much impact our words have on our children when they're that small when they're that little they're creating all their core beliefs they're creating yeah you know, their self-identity. And um, it, that's such an important distinction of like, you are not bad. You have made a choice that was not the right one or that was, you know, not comfortable or something something like that. But in in terms of of um, identifying, you know, we, we call, we, we judge so much of what our children do. Good job. I say good job all the time. And I'm like, I have to stop saying it because it's such, I'm putting value on things that don't necessarily need value, right? Like I can say an observation instead of a judgment, like, oh, you did you did all those problems correct, right? That is like information as opposed to judgment. Um, because when you start to judge somebody, then they start to take on what you have said, you're projecting yeah. onto them. Um, so speaking from a observation place is a very good way for a parent to not do that. So instead of saying like, you always leave your socks on the floor or something like that. You would say, um, I see three socks on the floor in the hallway. And that way you're not saying, you're not doing, calling them something or saying something about their personality. You're saying an observation. You're saying what is happening. Exactly. Stating the obvious. And then yes. if you're lucky enough and you have a teenager and the teenager has yes. a sense of humor <laughs> and his or her language is sec sarcasm, second language is sarcasm, then he might reply, you are a good observer, mom. That would be a very, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that you? Is that how you would have responded? <laughs> long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Let's put it in that way. <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah. Sarcasm, especially with teenagers, as far as I, I concern, sarcasm can help a lot. But correct me if I'm wrong. It depends on the teenager, I think. Of course, think it depends on the situation yeah. as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But definitely teenagers speak sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it stuck with me all, all, all this year long. So so it's, it's, it's sometimes, sometimes I also... I caught up myself <laughs> talking to my to, to my daughter like like in a sarcastic way, and then mm -hmm. I just stop like she doesn't understand it. Like just, you have to stop. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> the time will come. Yeah, just have to be patient for that. 
<laughs> yeah. So, but but yeah, what 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 you're saying is is so so uh, awesome and and so full of value, and I hope everyone, dear moms and dads, who are listening to this. I highly recommend to reach out also to Asia because she has a tons of value uh, uh, to share, and and it's it's so good to connect. For I'm just speaking from myself, not from ego perspective, but just from myself, stating the obvious, stating the fact. It's so good that we uh, that we just you know met each other on I don't know was it on on Facebook of, I think somewhere somewhere yeah yeah so uh, and and. I always, always uh, say here uh, uh, some some thoughts regarding being grateful for mm. technology. Yeah, because we are living a time where you know just just there are no limits. Basically, yeah. the fact that we are talking through uh, the internet through an application. And I, I'm able to recording it, and I'm able to put it on multiple platforms. Yeah, that wasn't available uh, for for 20 years ago. Yeah, it's true. Right? Crazy. Uh, right? Like uh, 20 years ago, it was 2001. For me, it was <clears throat> my second year of the at the university. And I had my first cell phone, not smartphone, cell phone, right? Yeah. And, and and I got it because... It was so fast, that T9, I could T9 so fast. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even have that. I had, I don't know what, what I had, but it was a huge, uh, uh, like a brick or something. Actually, you <laughs> almost could kill somebody with it. Yeah. <clears throat> and... And uh, I got that because my mom was so concerned that I was moving out from 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 home and going yeah. on, uh, on uh-huh. university, and and you know I just had to report in on daily basis. But let me tell you something: I was so grateful that at that time it was for me it was annoying. But if teenagers are listening to this podcast episode. Dear boys and girls, be grateful. Yeah, just, oh, I'm so freaking old. God damn. Uh, now, uh, just, guys, if you're listening to this, be grateful that you can talk with your friends <coughs> to, uh, to the smart devices. Be grateful yeah, that you can. Right now. Right? right? Be grateful that you can talk with your, with your family. Yeah. Uh, on those smart devices because back there we didn't have that or I didn't have that I, I cannot speak in your name because you're, you're so ageless like you're you're just you know jumped out from high school musical like I don't know really <laughs> the 31 okay so oh. I- <laughs> yeah you're a, you're a nice kid yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so yeah, just nevertheless, it's it's so great to live in these times, despite yeah. the fact of this whole. Sorry for my French shit. We are living in just right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because because uh, it it makes us 
do things which we couldn't done before. Yeah. And dear parents. And, I, and, and, yep. and to Go that on. point, you know, um, right now parents really need a lot of support. There's you're at home all the time with your kids, and and because of these virtual platforms, support is available to you. You can have support and not leave your home. Um, so that's also great for for parents who need help. Absolutely. You know, you can order wine through your application. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. Sorry, that was again sarcasm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but never nevertheless, it's it's so really great to see that that there there are also like-minded coaches uh, as you out there uh, for for helping. And I always like because. I, I got got sometimes the comments back that you you are boosting your competition, man. You I, and I was like, whoa, hold on there, no, no. Uh, if if somebody gets uh, to Asia through through me because of me because she, he or she listened to this podcast, I would be really happy, right? Yeah. It's, it's not about. Uh, competing each other it's it's about because that time is for me at, i never was in that game yeah? yeah i i never played game of thrones in in that no. sense <laughs> there's also millions and millions of parents and and parents need different things and suit different people exactly exactly yeah. right so it's and we so have to far. support each other we we have to support each other that's like what we're teaching it would be you know hypocritical if we were not doing that for each other not walking our talk or something like that exactly right exactly awesome asia it was so awesome to see you again thank you for this this yeah, recording yeah thank and so um, for the listeners and for the watchers on the channel i will put into the description link uh everything what you need to know about asia how you can reach out to her uh, so feel free to click on all those links. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm for your listeners. I'm offering a, a free behavior breakthrough call if uh, they want to. If anybody wants to talk. Yay! So there you have it. There you have it. A special offer at the end of this episode. Just go ahead and contact Asia. Just do it right now. I mean, right now after it gets released, I need one or two days to till till I edit the, <laughs> the the sound or, or everything. But nevertheless. Is the first of February. If you're listening to this, it's the first of February. So uh, you are not late because probably you will, you will get this tomorrow or by the end of tomorrow or after tomorrow somewhere. At, at, uh, nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. So uh, don't get to don't forget to share uh, the links. Uh, you know, like and subscribe or where or on those channels. And you know, let me know. Give me give me some feedbacks uh, and let us know how did you like this episode of Gamepathy Podcast. And um, yeah, till next time, stay awesome parents and see you next time. Ciao.